Good afternoon. Thank you for listening to Luana's Urban Voices. I appreciate my listenership, you guys. I thank you for tuning in with me. I know I've been taking breaks on the weekend, but it's been such a beautiful weekend here in Central Texas that I can't help but to take a moment and enjoy the being outside, even if it's nowhere special, even if it's just walking my dogs. It's just been really nice to be able to go outside and enjoy some really nice, cool weather. So today I wanted to discuss this couple who lives on fire, well, who has a beach house on Fire Island. So this black couple, they were both from Atlanta, um, met when they were in the 11th and 12th grade, moved to New York together, been married for over 50 years, went to visit Fire Island, and they loved it. It's Ocean Beach Fire Island. It's right outside of New York. It was just a great place to go and visit during the summer. So, 50 years ago, mind you, 50 years ago, they bought a two-story beach house there where they would um, take and spend their summers, vacations, and it's just a place for them to go and hang out when it gets too cold in New York or too warm in New York. It was just a nice vacation house. Their kids grew up going there. Now their grandkids are coming to the vacation rental and they've just been doing this for 50 years. Although they are the only black families that own a house on Fire Island, they said over the 50 years, they've never experienced any type of racism. As a matter of fact, the husband has always been very involved in the community. They they have volunteered with different projects in the community. They've been a part of getting to know their local law enforcement. So the 50 years they've had a beach house have always felt safe, never ever had an issue, loved spending the summers there. Their children said the same thing. A week ago, two weeks ago, I want to say two weeks ago, um, as they are you know, hanging out with their grandchildren, guess what? Someone leaves a very nasty sign or a nasty writing on their sidewalk to their house that says, F niggers go home. And then the following week, they had some more stuff telling them to basically go home. They're no, they're no longer wanted in the neighborhood. So the black couple who has been in this house for 50 years were pretty much devastated and they were sad that the neighborhood that they love so much that they've been visiting for 50 years now has this racial undertone. They know it was a group of three white boys because someone's video camera caught them. But 
it was so blurry it wasn't enough to actually capture what their faces look like but they were captured on video so every summer they spend time at their summer beach house and then they close it up turn everything off and then you know proceed to go back to New York well this time when they go to close their house up they have to leave the power on because they had to get security cameras to make sure that nobody is damaging their beach house while they're not there first time in 50 years they felt a need to put up security cameras to ensure that nobody was going to vandalize their beach home while they weren't there so that got me to thinking has there been an increase in crime with black families since Trump came into office or is it just normal crime that's just now being more reported because we are no longer sitting back and saying this is the status quo so I looked up just for the last six months and sure enough crimes against black families have gone up there was a black family in Warren which is inside of Michigan right outside of Detroit that had a Black Lives Matter sign inside their window. Someone shot at their sign, put swastikas on their cars, um, in words on their cars, and basically told them to go home. And then another family in another state reported that black people were chanting to this black man, get a noose get a noose so under the Trump and I can say under the Trump administration I think people who were racist were always racist but like the Klan they hid their racism so my problem is if you are racist why are you hiding under a sheet then if you are racist only when Trump is the president, where have you been prior to Trump? So can you imagine having a beach home for 50 years, never having an incident, never feeling unwanted or unwelcome, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you feel unwanted or unwelcome? The family that lived in Warren, Michigan, they had never had any incidents. Actually, the neighborhood was very diverse. Most of the neighbors, that they interviewed said they loved the neighborhood because of the diversity. They were shocked and appalled that this was going on in their neighborhood. Really? You're shocked and appalled? But you didn't really know your black neighbors until this incident? So now they stopped by. Is there anything you need? Is What can we do for you? So not only did they shoot up this man's house, throw rocks at this man's house, and deface and vandalized his cars in his parking lot. They don't have any idea who the suspect is except that he's white because guess what? He hid his face. So I'm thinking to myself, you're big and bold to say all of these nasty negative things, but you're a coward because you hid your face. 
If this is what you believe and you think you have a right to vandalize other people's property, why hide your face? Why be a coward about it? That is the problem I have with these white supremacy groups. You want to be big, bold, and bad, but then you want to hide who you really are because you don't want anybody to know what you really are, who you are, or what you are. So you kind of try to hide it. Really? crazy to me because I don't understand why you would do that either you're proud to be a white supremacist or you're not and if you're proud to be a white supremacist don't hide the fact that that's what you are there's no need for you to act like you're ashamed of it hey if this is who you are then that's who you are but it was just very um, shocking to me all of the crimes against black families especially in 2020 i didn't even look beyond 2020 because trust and believe there are a ton of them in just this year alone i can't even imagine how far i need to go back to see all the crimes against black families i remember when we were kids and my mom bought a house in the north side of garland and we basically were harassed. They put niggers go home. They did all kinds of things on our garage door. Eggs in my mom's car. They egged my mom's car. It was horrible, the vandalism that we suffered. But you know what? She stuck it out. We stuck it out. We cleaned up the mess. And we, of course, called the police. No one was ever caught in the incident or the vandalism against us. We just dealt with it and kept it moving. And I think about that. When I was a kid, this is what was going on. Now as an adult, 40 years later, it's still going on. Now do you understand why I say marching is not working? We've got to make more and do better. So, I... And wanting to start an investment group with about 25 people we have to start building our own generational wealth we have to start building our own communities like the freedom initiative in Georgia these people are building not only wealth but they are helping people to become homeowners they want people to invest businesses into their communities so that they can be a self-sustaining community for blacks um, and supporting blacks. At first, I didn't like the idea of segregation. I said, how do we ever advance if we're always trying to segregate? But then I thought about it. Why not segregate? We need to stop having the mentality of um, black people or the black people need to stop having the mentality of being what I call crabs in a barrel. My coworker, my um coworker, my girlfriend told me that this morning. She said black people are like crabs in a barrel. We're constantly pulling each other down. 
We need to get over that mentality. We need to get into the position where we are uplifting each other, helping each other, pushing each other forward, building generational wealth, using these investment bankers that are out there to help you build your portfolio, diversify, own multiple businesses. We need to be able to loan people who are starting a business or invest, not loan, invest in their business to get a return on our investment. So that we as black people being segregated is not a bad thing. Um, I talked to one of my cousins about it and she made such a good point that that point has stayed with me. Being segregated doesn't mean we don't want to be around the world but it means that we just want to enjoy the world that we're in without having to face racism, without having to face negativity, without having to be scared to run in your neighborhood, walk in your neighborhood. Um, not, and then I thought about it. As we're building these new black communities, do that, does that mean that we forget about the already black communities that are in trouble, that are full of crime? How do we combat those neighborhoods and bring them up? How do we go into those neighborhoods and empower those people with jobs? Empower those people to understand that destruction and murdering their own race and their own neighborhood is not going to help us get policies and procedures changed. How do we convince these gangbangers, these dope dealers to do better within our communities? So as we are building wealth, as we are trying our best to get our own segregated communities with our own schools and we're teaching our children like history, political science, we can't forget about the neighborhoods that already exist. We have to figure out how do we go back and get that crab mentality out of our community? How do we get it's okay to rob and steal from each other? How do we get that mentality out of our community? Those are the things I want us to change. Those are the things I want us to work towards because it's good, fine, and dandy that there are people out there trying to build a better world, better world or a better community for the selected who can afford it. But what about the ones who can't afford it? Do they get left out? of the new vision of what we want for black people because they can't afford it or because they can't um because they don't have any hope in their community that they're currently in do we just leave them out no we don't this is the time to be creative this is the time to figure out if you are living in Chicago, what can you do? If you are living in Detroit, what can you do? If you are living in one of these states or areas that has a high black crime against blacks rates, 
black on black crime rates how do we get that fixed how do we change that mentality so that they would want to be just as successful as the next person that's what I want us to work on so my investment group is going to be working with a black investment banker and we're going to be looking at opportunities real estate commercial real estate any type of business venture or opportunity that will allow us to invest get a return on our investment and then change some things in our communities it's not going to be an overnight change but we can start building that wealth generational wealth so that we can start teaching the next generation what they need to do to continue the movement I just I like what that investment group is doing they're asking it's called the um, Georgia Freedom Initiative they're still asking for donations um, to help them build their community I sent them an email asking um, what I needed to do to give them a black grocery store in their community. When are they ready for those type of business opportunities? What other business opportunities can I bring to their community? She answered and said, we are not there yet but we will be soon and I will be able to buy land in the Georgia Initiative and start a business and hopefully employ people inside, outside of the community to work in that business and then import from black business owners so that we have nice things within our community. And hope that because we're trying to build nice things within our community, that it doesn't get destroyed. They're being very selective with who they sell to because they're not trying to build up a community where people come in and tear it down. They're trying to build up a community where people come in and build it up. How about that? What a concept. Join my community and help me grow positively versus come into my community and bring it down. But for the communities for the communities that are already down, how do we bring them up? How do we get their mentality that they don't want to be on social services or they don't want to be on WIC? Or they want to have jobs. They want to get educations. They want to get trades. How do we convince those people the benefit of working hard and reinvesting in your community to stop the violence, to stop the drugs? That is our next step. Is not only building our own generational wealth, 
but getting out and helping these people that seem like they're in a hopeless situation feel less hopeless that is going to be our task and as I hope to see my investment group become very successful I also know that as we when we become successful our goal is to go back and give to our black communities our goals are to go back and see what initiatives we can put in the communities in Baltimore in New York in Texas Louisiana Mississippi uh, Alabama all of these states that have high black um, black poor poor people or below income or low income people how do we give back to them these impoverished cities that need our help that's going to be part of my goal is to invest build wealth and then figure out how to go back and inspire other people to do the same and guys I'm telling you, I'm so pumped about my investment group and my investment opportunities and hopefully speaking with the black banker this week so that I can get that set up so that me and my family can start building wealth. And I want the same for you and yours. Um, just keep that in mind this is what we need to do because to think about all of the violence against black people all of the racial or racist violence against black people has really made me sad it's made me sad to think that this is where we are in life that we are okay with everything being That we're okay with all the racial tension in the world. We say we're not okay. We march. But that's not enough. So. I hope you go out and vote. Tomorrow is the actual election day. I hope you voted early. If you did not. Please exercise your right to vote. It's very, very important. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Luana's Urban Voices. Um, please make sure you tell your friends about um, my, my podcast. I think it's interesting. I think that we're covering a lot of topic topics. And I think that it's just going to get better as the year progresses. And hopefully by 2021... We'll be able to turn our podcast into a video cast with our own YouTube channel. More to come with that. So until then, thank you so much for tuning in and for um, listening to Luana's Urban Voices. I ask that you guys continue to show the support and have a wonderful evening. Bye, guys.